Hi, I'm Gerds Hundle, acclaimed health journalist, turned motivational speaker and transformational coach. This show is for anyone who wants to lead a happier, healthier and inspired life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can become a soul warrior. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Get Inspired with Gerds podcast. I'm your host and today I have a beautiful guest with me who's helping people to feel happy, healthy and feel beautiful from the inside out. Mona Sharma is a registered holistic nutritionist who combines yoga therapy with healthy living to help her clients to to regain optimal health and energy. She works with CEOs, professional athletes and celebrities and spent her early years living at yoga retreats, learning meditation, breathing and the benefits of physical movement. Mona believes our minds affect our bodies and spirits and we can use simple holistic approaches to live healthily, internally and externally. Mona, it's an absolute pleasure having you on my show and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm so inspired by what you're doing. So thanks for having me. Oh, bless you. I'm really inspired by what you're doing, actually. <laughs> and <laughs> I would love to ask, what was your life like before you became a holistic nutritionist? Ah, the transformation. So, you know, like so many people, I uh, I grew up thinking that I was just working so hard to get to that corporate end. So before health and wellness, my life looked very different. Uh, I worked as a national sales and artistry trainer for about a handful of different luxury cosmetic companies. And I'll tell you on paper, (laughs) what I did was probably somebody's dream job. I was able to travel the world. I had an amazing salary. I was doing makeup for celebrities and fashion shows and ad campaigns. I was responsible for training a lot of the people that worked in retail stores. Um, But like most corporate jobs came along the stress, right? Mm. It was a sales job. There was one person at the top who was dictating everything. And I got to the point, I was not even 30 years old, where, you know, I was waking up in hotel rooms, not knowing what city I was in. Uh, (laughs) Have you, you've probably done that too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good feeling. I had no time with my friends or my family. Mm. Although I had a great salary, I wasn't doing anything fun. And from a health perspective, I was burning out. You know, at 30 years old, I was already perimenopausal. Okay, I stopped getting my periods. And that for me was the final signal to say, okay, hang on a second. Things are really shutting down in my body. What am I going to do about this? And to boot, there was nowhere in these companies that I wanted to grow to, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing I wanted to work towards. And I was pretty young in my field. So that was the the trigger for me wanting to make a change. So here's the funny thing. I, uh, I grew up living every summer on an ashram. So my, my father's Indian, he's of Indian descent. Uh, so every single summer we would go to this place called the Shivananda ashram. It was in Valmarin, this beautiful mountain in, uh, the, in, uh, in Canada and Montreal. And so I grew up being surrounded by healthy living and meditation and yoga, but you can imagine a little girl being sent to yoga camp every single summer, (laughs) being forced to meditate. Like (laughs) I dreaded it. You know, all these other kids were going to fun summer camps and playing outside and I was being forced to go and meditate. So (laughs) although I saw the benefit there, I really didn't understand it, of course, until I got to a point in my life where I needed it. Mm. And 
you know, so fortunately at that time, uh, I decided to become a registered holistic nutritionist. And what that means is that that is somebody who looks at food and mild supplementation to heal the body. And I like that. So I squeezed that into my life, finally decided to leave the corporate world. And I went back to my roots and decided to get trained in yoga. So I did quite a bit of traveling. I went to India for a few months. I went to the Bahamas to do another yoga certification and trained with some of the top leaders in the yoga industry. And obviously this just reignited everything that I was craving in my life, waking up and feeling good, recognizing the connection between food and what I was eating and how that impacted my body, but really seeing all of these masses of people from all around the world who are craving the same thing. And I think it's no wonder why, you know, yoga, meditation studios, wellness studios are opening up everywhere because people are craving this detachment or returning to a sense of ease and mindfulness because it's therapeutic, right? Yeah. So flash forward, I ended up uh, really focusing on this and I had a lot of success right from the get-go and uh, I started working with a lot of professional athletes and and CEOs. Nike was one of my clients and what was so interesting um, is that a lot of people would come to yoga and I think this is pretty indicative of the types of yoga studios that are opening up everywhere today. Mm. People will get into yoga for the sake of, you know, wanting to do the headstands the balancing, the sweating your butt off for 60 minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> to feel like you've got a hardcore workout. So I would start these programs with these professionals and it started off that way. You know, they really want to get a, a great practice, gain more flexibility and strength that way. But very quickly, what I saw is that by closing out people's practices with the mindful aspect that very quickly they were craving the meditation. And so I switched my teaching and my coaching and my training to going inwards as well. So yoga, the asana practice itself was always very important. But when I started taking a holistic view of people's health from the inside out and really tuning in to what was happening with the mind, this is when people saw the most, you know, quote unquote results in their diet. And I would have to say that from that awareness and especially with my transformation and connecting the dots and how I saw, you know, my diet and my lifestyle and my mindfulness, how that truly impacted not only my health, but my outlook on life. Um, seeing this with other people is really what drives me to, to teach them the exact same thing. Oh, I love that. Mindfulness. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know about yourself, but you look a lot younger as well. Like once you start doing meditation and yoga and just connecting with yourself from the inside out. Absolutely. Do you know that people actually guess that I'm younger now <laughs> in comparison to how I looked when I worked my full-time corporate job five years ago, six years ago? Isn't I, that crazy? I can relate. <laughs> yeah, you can relate. <laughs> yeah. It's the stress. Stress is one of the number one killers out there, and people are finally understanding this. The biggest ager out there. Yeah, and also what you're putting into your body as well. Like whatever you're eating will also appear on your skin as well. Um, I found that when I was a lot healthier and actually quit drinking as well um, five years ago, my skin completely changed. And also I just started to feel more freer and I looked younger. Like people still don't believe my age anymore (laughs) when I tell them. It's quite funny. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I kid you not. I, I swear it's the secret to my father looking young too. He's almost 75 years old and wow. you wouldn't guess he was older than his sixties, but he's developed since he's retired mm. a really, really strong everyday, you know, meditation practice. And I swear it's the secret. 
I almost feel like with med- I don't know about yourself, but with meditation, when you're sat there and you're in that stillness, it's almost like the layers are coming off. So all the stress, all the worries, all the anxiety, it just it just kind of brushes off, and it kind of just keeps you like looking in those like in the early twenties. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, if you think about it, we're so consumed by busy. What I'm amazed by, and there's even been articles written about this, when you ask somebody today how they are, the first thing that they say is busy. (laughs) And it's like, no, how are you? You know, tell me about how you are. What's going on in your life? But people are just so busy. Busy is not an emotion. And it's just so indicative of what's going on. We're so used to multitasking so many things in our brain. We're so used to having a furrowed brow all the time. And, you know, I'm sure if you were to walk down the streets in London, if you notice people's facial expressions when they're simply walking down the street, right? Should be something quite relaxing, nothing too stressful, but yet people look so stressed. Their brows are furrowed. You can tell that they've got something so serious on their mind. It's so interesting to watch. Oh yeah. Abs- oh God. Yeah, absolutely. I relate with you. I used to remember just sitting on the tube, watching people just for fun <laughs> um, and seeing the seriousness. And it's either they're worried about work or they're worried about getting there, the commute. Um, and if you're like very fun and happy, you're kind of seen as odd. Absolutely. (laughs) Like there's something wrong with you, not the other way around. (laughs) It's so true. You know, it's funny. People say that uh, I'm from Toronto, Canada. Originally, I live in Los Angeles now. People say that Canadians are so nice, so kind. And the thing is that Canadians are polite. We'll say thank you a lot. We'll say sorry a lot. But it's not very often that Canadians will just spark conversation and smile. And a big Mm. difference, noticing the difference where I live now in Southern California, because it's such an active city, people are living by the water and obviously very in tune with health and wellness. People are smiling. They say good morning. They're interactive when they're out of coffee shops and it makes such a difference. Yeah. It it has an effect on you as well because if they smile at you or like a little baby smiles at you, you just feel happy for the rest of your day. People crave connection, right? Mm. And we're so, you know, we get the connection on our screens, but it's very rare these days that we're getting that social human interaction, which is why, you know, going back to yoga, I think people are so drawn to the community of a yoga class these days. Mm. I think as well, it's important that not to be on your phones as much as well. I know that we have to use social media for like our businesses, but also that we're so not as connected with ourselves because we're so almost like our lifestyle we have our lifestyle on our social media yet we forget to have that downtime that we need yeah you know one of the best tips I would say is if you can go on a social media detox every day and even if that's from you know 8 p.m until 10 p.m just turn off the screens every single day I guarantee you you'll notice a difference in your sleep and you know that when you can sleep every night you feel like a million bucks in the morning right Absolutely. And guys, like this has actually happened to me in the past where I used to speak to a lot of people um, from different countries for a business that I used to do. Um, And I found that when I put my phone, and I still do this today on aeroplane mode, I have the best sleep now. Whereas before I'd be waking up, seeing the flash in my eyes and just feeling grumpy for the rest of the day. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It impacts you profoundly. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Someone you know, you had this massive transformation and you started doing nutrition, yoga, and, you know, you're now a nutritionist, yoga and healthy living coach. So how are you helping people to kind of connect with themselves? So I think the first thing that I take into consideration is I avoid the cookie cutter route. Hmm. Um, With social media, you can go online and there's programs everywhere. Go on this 30-day program, you'll get this result. Go on this diet, you're going to drop this weight. Go on this program and you're going to feel more peaceful. Mm. And 
you know, this cookie cutter approach just doesn't support everybody. You have such, we all have such unique constitutions that I think we need to take a holistic view at what's going on. So the first thing that I do, you know, friends, family, clients alike is just to take a look at what's happening inside the body and outside the body. My approach to health and wellness is health and beauty from the inside out. Everything that's occurring inside your body is a reflection of how you're going to feel, how you're going to be, but also the person that you're going to put out there into the world. So, you know, first and foremost, I'll take a look at what's going on in your life. What are your stress levels like? What are the things that are happening in your life that you can remove because they're not serving you? And what I'm noticing is that a lot of people we develop habits, right? You know, how long have you been on this planet and you've learned a specific habit and you've been doing that ever since because you've never thought about changing it. Mm. So for somebody else to come in and look at what your daily habits are is really important because so often there's just little fine tuning things that, that you can do to change that have massive impact. So for example, how you start the day, I'm a big believer that the first hour in your day could basically determined how you're going to feel and the results that you're going to have throughout your progress throughout the day. Um, but so many of us, we get up and go, right? We fuel ourselves with poor nutrition in the morning. We instantly go onto the news, which has the massive, most buzzkill on our, our hormones and also our outlook and our emotions for the day, instead of doing things that are inspiring, right? And really focusing on nourishing the body, but also the mind before we get started with our day. So that's just one of the things. Um, the other things are things that create stress within your life, relationships that you have, things like that. And then of course, looking at uh, diet and again, you know, a specific approach to what your body needs. Living in LA, you know, the trend is everybody's vegan, right? Everybody's (laughs) gluten-free. Everybody juices, everybody does a certain thing, but that's not right for a lot of people's constitutions. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, when I went vegan and when I went raw, would you believe that I had the worst energy that I could possibly have had. My digestion sucked. I was bloated all the time. I had no energy whatsoever because it wasn't right for me. Yeah. So I help my clients really just take a look at the foods that serve them versus the foods that take away from their health. And obviously happiness is a big factor. So when's the last time that you did something that made you happy Mm. and what you would, isn't this interesting? Do you know that when I ask my clients, you know, what makes you happy? They have to think about it. They have to stop and say, well, seeing friends, seeing family, well, no, what makes you happy? Like truly. But when I ask them, you know, what causes you stress? Boom, 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 (laughs) boom, boom. They can just bang them out left, right, Mm -hmm. and center. So connecting to that happiness, that mindfulness, and the things that serve you every single day to take that holistic approach is, I think, the biggest piece of how I I help people. I love that. And you're you're so right in that. I found with my clients actually as well that when you ask them anything positive about themselves, they can't even write like two things. And then you ask them about their negative traits, they'll write a list of things. And it's because I guess we've it's been drilled into us from such a young age, you know, like you probably know this moment of it. Like, you know, when we were kids, right, we're so free and we don't care about what anyone thinks. And then we go into school and, you know, we get full, we follow into these systems, but we're never told what we're great at. We're always told that, you know, this is all the, what they'll do is they'll say, oh, this is great. However, and then give a negative output. Absolutely. And it becomes our life, and it becomes our life story. So then we end up having all these kind of negative beliefs and behaviors, and like, you know. So you ask somebody, for example, what do you want in a partner, and they're like, "Well, I don't want this," but they'll never say what they do want, and then they wonder why it doesn't manifest in what they actually wanted. 
because you're so focused on what you don't want, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. And same thing with your health. We're always so focused on the things that we don't want to happen, the things that we don't like. Mm. And yet those are typically the things that never change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And powerful inter- stuff. Yeah. And it was interesting that you said about the news and like, guys, I used to be a journalist and like, I used to live and breathe the news <laughs> and I was sad. I was depressed. I used to watch the news in the morning. I used to read the papers. I used to have to look at news 24 seven and I'd come back and do the same thing and watch the news. And I found that I kind of lost myself in the process. I was ab- absorbing all this energy of like negativity um, that I kind of didn't know who I was. And I find that guys, if you even cut back on a little bit of news every day and don't let it be your first priority think of things that make you happy then that will no longer kind of like feed within you that's what I found Absolutely. There is a time and a place to check into world events and news. But what's happening today is that we turn on the screens and we're seeing things that look like a movie, right? The news is very different today than when I was growing up. And Mm. so I'm just thinking about all of these you know, teenagers growing up into adults, and we become accustomed to things, seeing these things on screen. And it causes stress in the body, it causes stress to the mind, whether we dismiss it or not, it's still some form of stress. And, you know, when we're sitting in front of a, the news eating, for example, when your body experiences stress, and, you know, I'm sure if I were to ask anybody today, if you have some degree of stress, they automatically just say yes, right? Yeah. That compounded by watching things like the news and murder and world events that are happening. When your body is stressed, you shut down your digestion. Mm. Your body is so focused on dealing with the stress itself that it can't properly digest your food, break down your food, assimilate the nutrients. So that alone is one massive change that you could, you could, you could make. Wow. That's, yeah, that is so interesting. And it's what I have noticed that you're right. It's true. When we were younger, the news was on like six o'clock or like 10 o'clock. And that was it. I think because now we've got it on for 24 seven on all the kind of digital channels like you kind of just tune in when you feel like it but that itself is kind of dangerous (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah so my dear you know how can somebody boost up their energy if they've got you know low energy at the moment what can they do so there's a couple of things and again you know like Inflammation is a really interesting topic. There are certain degrees of inflammation that are essential to the body, that are a necessity. Your body lives with inflammation. Mm. But the challenge today is that we have higher levels of inflammation that over time lead to disease. And, you know, what a lot of people, what I love now is that functional medicine is becoming more popular and that there's more and more research and evidence that is out there that is showing that, you know, it's not necessarily everything else that you were doing, but it's these low grades of inflammation that you've become accustomed to living to that are leading to disease in the future. So when we think about inflammation, inflammation in your body could look like poor digestion. It could look like poor sleep. It could look like joint pain. It could look like high cholesterol, arthritis, digestive disorders. So I just want everyone to be aware that inflammation means different things for for different people. Hmm. But if there's something that you feel isn't working in your body, um, if there's something specifically with your skin, especially your skin is a big indicator of what's happening inside your body, stress alone, of course, then chances are you're living with some sort of inflammation. So some quick and easy things that you can consider. Obviously, we've been talking about stress. What you what can you do every day to just 
eliminate a little bit of stress in your life? Or how can you start your day? Um, meditation is something that's quite simple, easier said than done, especially for everybody who's so busy this day, uh, these days. But one, th- one app that I love, I think everybody can check out is something called the insight timer. Hmm. It's a very simple app. It's free. Download it to your phone. You can get guided meditations that run from three minutes to over an hour long, but just a simple five-minute daily morning meditation practice to set up your mind, to manifest everything that you want to happen, and specifically how you want to feel is incredible. Super easy. Other forms of stress reduction come with yoga, going for walks, taking time with loved ones, eating with friends, things that reduce stress in your life, just making the decision that you're going to remember to take a chill pill at some point in the day is essential. Hmm. Um, Because, you know, when you have stress, you produce this hormone called cortisol. Hmm. Cortisol is inflammation's best friend. And when your cortisol is high, you not only throw your entire endocrine system off balance, you hold on to water retention, weight gain. You have cravings for things like sugar and caffeine in your life. So instead of going on the crash hardcore diet, just simply take a look at how you start the day and how you can manage your stress. I love that. That is so key. And it's so true what you said that you can always see the symptoms because like like myself, like when I worked in the industry, I collapsed three times, Mona, in an office. Um, And because you think in that world, you know, you've got to keep working, you've got to push harder, that you forget about listening to those like guides so like you know my my body was flaring up I do remember having like skin rashes on my body kind of saying hey you know you kind of need to step back and like look at yourself but you know you kind of ignore those things think oh it's nothing and it took to collapse it took me for me to collapse for me to realize hey something's not right (laughs) absolutely and you know how many of you guys have gotten used to living with bloating after a meal with indigestion with heartburn with poor sleep with craving sugar with you know eczema on your skin or Mm. acne or poor hormone balance right we just get used to living with them and yes our bodies are so incredibly resilient um they replenish themselves every single night but they also are in a constant state of high stress and high work to try to keep up with everything that we do every day so pay attention to the signs it's essential yeah, I think we always need to remember as well, we're not robots. <laughs> we're not robots. <laughs> we're humans. <laughs> yeah. No, not yet. Not robots. No one pill that we can take. Because <laughs> I do think a lot of people in the industry do do that, where they, 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 they think that they can just, whatever's happening, they can just deal with it, but they don't really take the time to sit there and listen to their body and like ask what the actual issue is. So they beha- behave more kind of like a robot, thinking, you know, I can get this done. But then as you keep doing that, the um, signs get worse and worse, don't they? And then your body just shuts down. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We never want to get to that point. It's it's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, other tips? Well, diet, of course, right? Mm. So, you know, if I could put an end to all of the crash court di- diets out there, I would. Um <laughs> I really would. You know, people are becoming aware of something called the SAD diet, so the standard American diet. Hmm. This is not simply America. This is everywhere today. This is a diet that's loaded with easy-to-get, packaged, pot-processed foods. These foods um, are so nutrient-poor that they lead to inflammation in your body. Your body's not only starving, it's starving for nutrients, right? So moving towards an anti-inflammatory diet and anti-inflammatory foods, we can move towards having more vitality and more health and more energy. And 
what's so interesting is, you know, when's the last time that you had a meal and you stopped to take note, did that food give me energy or did that food make me want to go take a nap? Right. Mm. And our food is fuel. It's the whole purpose of eating. And obviously, you know, I'm a huge foodie and it's about enjoyment and having a social life and and that as well. But, you know, 80% of the time, if you were to just focus on the good nutrients that you could. So what are some of those things? Green leafy vegetables. Don't start laughing. I know everybody's heard it yet. Rolling your eyes. But greens, greens in general, vegetables like spinach, broccoli, Mm. Brussels sprouts, kale, celery, they're loaded with anti-inflammatory flavonoids and antioxidants. Antioxidants are the things that help to reduce inflammation. They help to reduce something called free radical damage. Free radical damage is the instigator of a lot of diseases out there. And if you're someone you know, it's funny, I'm a nutritionist, but cooking is not my favorite thing. There's, I'm serious. There's, there's easy ways to add this to your diet, you know, create a morning smoothie, add a handful of spinach, which you can't even taste first thing in the morning, right? Mm. Uh, Try juicing. Juice bars are everywhere these days. Um, You could always do a greens powder supplement every single day. And I promise you that this is one simple change uh, that you can notice in your energy every single day. Oh, quick question. Would you say that, because I, I, like when I first started doing juicing, you know, you kind of like just fall into it. You don't really like read into it. And I found later on, I don't know if you believe in this, that your juice shouldn't just be like all sweet and all vegetables. It should be a mixture of both. Absolutely. So believe it or not, um, one of the best ways Fruit is fantastic for you, obviously loaded with so many vitamins and nutrients, but whenever you spike your blood sugar, sometimes if you were to have a banana or a chocolate bar, for example, you spike your blood sugar, which leads to a blood sugar crash in the end, right? So if you're looking for a great juice, then stick with fruits in it, like a green apple, like some simple berries instead. Um, You know, 80% of the juice should definitely be green sources. You know, one of my favorite things that I love to do every single morning, um, celery, cucumber, a little bit of green apple, some spinach, and a little bit of ginger. Mm, Love ginger. (laughs) Of ginger, also massive anti-inflammatory item. Yeah, but keep it simple every single day and limit the sugar from your fruit. I love that. Thank you. That I just I just think that's really important um, for everyone to know because sometimes when we get into the smoothie kind of like starting point, we sometimes we just go straight for the sweet juices. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'll never forget living on the ashram. So we cut out sugar completely with the exception of fruits. Mm-hmm. And after spending about two months with a diet like this, when I came back, when I went back to Toronto, I'll never forget that the, the feeling or the taste that I could have when I ate a handful of spinach, mm. I could actually taste the sugar in the spinach. Whereas before, you know, it tastes bitter. And it's so funny. I laugh at this now too, because, you know, who enjoys the taste of spinach that much, right? But I could actually yeah. just naturally taste the sugar that existed in the vegetables. It's so, so interesting. Yeah, that's so true. When you do cut down, you're right. When you do, when I cut down sugar as well, actually, I could taste the, the sweetness of the carrots, um, the tomatoes like but we don't feel we don't feel that at that time we think it's quite bitter <laughs> exactly but again it's just you you have to change your taste buds we are so consumed with eating fruits and, or sorry eating foods that are too salty too sweet too oversaturated in fats these days that we've developed and acquired a taste for those things instead of the natural tartness and sweetness from the natural foods that exist out there yes I love that. Yeah. And my dear, we are yeah. coming towards the end of the show. It's gone really quick. Um, 
I can't believe it. <laughs> um, Ooh, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's gone really fast. Um, my dear, I've got two last questions for you. Um, the first one is, what are your five top tips for someone who's trying to reduce inflammation? Okay, so first and foremost, um, the stress that we talked about, yeah. do something every single day. Number two, I would say take a look at your personal care products. This is another big inflammatory yeah. aspect for the body. You know, people to recognize that what you put onto your skin every single day can actually penetrate 10 times faster than what you eat. It's the reason why so many medications these days are going dermal, dermal patches. You've seen those, right? Yeah. yeah. And yet we're going out there, you know, a lot of my clients will be going out shopping at Victoria's Secrets and you get this body cream that smells the same for 24 hours on the skin, but yet it's loaded with chemicals and phthalates, which are a natural hormone or sorry, a chemical hormone disruptor for the body. So really taking look at the products that you're using because those products could in fact be a buzzkill for you. Mm. Uh, perfume, for example, avoid spraying perfume onto your skin, spray perfume instead onto your hair or onto your clothing. Oh, wow. Absolutely. And then next, you know what, just get rid of the idea that you need to go on a diet or a crash course or a 30 day detox. Instead, just look at the inflammatory foods, go out there and just focus on eliminating the top four, I say. So gluten, even if you don't have celiac disease, what's out there now is a non-reactive gluten sensitivity that people have, highly inflammatory. But just be mindful that when you're reading, let's say, for example, you're going <clears throat> grocery shopping, don't go to the gluten-free aisle and just pick anything off the shelf because unfortunately the food industry has caught on to this. Mm -hmm. So a lot of gluten-free items are actually loaded with artificial flavors, ingredients, and sugars. So read your labels, but cutting out gluten and wheat specifically, massive. Uh, dairy is another one loaded with hormones. Yeah. And then of course, soy and white products. You've heard mm -hmm. this already, white breads, white processed sugars, white yeah. flours. You know, I promise you that even if you were to cut out one of these things every single week, notice how the effect of your body is and what the impact would be. Yeah. Yeah. Another tip, omegas, omega-3 fatty acids. So they're one of the biggest anti-inflammatory items that you could do for your body, whether you do this in a supplement form or buy foods like a wild salmon, for example. Mm -hmm. Research actually shows that by taking an omega-3 fatty acid supplement, you can reduce inflammation, boost your energy. Not only that, you're going to be reducing the risks of chronic disease and um, you know, arthritis, things like cancer in the future as well. And I have to say my most, most, most important tip, and if you walk away with any information, please hear this. It's taking care of your gut, your gastrointestinal tract. Your gut has more nerve endings than your actual brain. That's where the term trust your gut comes from. Wow. And yeah, a lot of my clients, they don't know that, you know, inflammation has to do with our gut health. 70% of the cells of our immune system are found in our GI tract. And you can just imagine that if you have inflammation in your gut, your immune system is going to lower, your energy is going to decrease, you're constantly going to be in a state of suffering. But of course, like I mentioned, we get used to living with these stages of inflammation over time. So focus on a great probiotic supplement. Uh, yogurts are often boosted with these probiotics. Kefir is another great source of probiotics every single day. Mm -hmm. And I promise you'll pro most likely notice a difference in your skin. When you have effective digestion, when your GI tract can break down the nutrients from the food that you're getting, guess what? 
you're going to be able to use those nutrients and vitamins and minerals for an energy source as opposed to it depleting your body and, and your health. I love that. Th- those were amazing. I'm definitely going to have to listen to them over again. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of tips, but, you know, omegas, probiotics, green leafy vegetables, reducing your stress and the toxic products to your body. Five simple things that anybody and everybody can do on an everyday basis to just notice how you can boost your energy. And there's something as well, I just remembered, I don't know if you remember this as well, Amona, but like there's animal stuff in your uh, skincare products as well that a lot of us don't know, especially for vegetarian or vegan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what I didn't know, and you can imagine, you know, some of the brands that I worked for were Christian Dior, Tom Ford, and there were animal byproducts in the things that I were using. And, you know, I'm not here to bash other brands. I'm just saying as a consumer, we have become so great at reading the labels of the food that we're eating. Why not become an expert at reading the label of the products that you're using? It's no longer about the front label of the brand. It's about the ingredients that go into it. And um, the FDA really has little regulation about what goes into personal care products. Mm -hmm. So you have to wonder why are fragrances and products so, you know, heavily fragranced, right? Mm -hmm. Between gasoline, animal byproducts and thing that goes into it um look for alternatives that are safer to use because those will definitely impact your your energy and your overall health absolutely if anyone's got any kind of like um dry skin or like irritation to the skin a lot of it actually isn't your diet um it's actually like you said it's your skincare products because that's what I found Mona is that um I was actually on acne tablets for several years on and off um and it turned out it was nothing to do my diet I ate super healthy and I used to remember thinking what's wrong and I used to think maybe it's my emotions and it wasn't even that it was actually my skincare products and when I changed them and read like you said the back of the labels it actually my skin transformed like I no longer had the irritation I don't take any acne tablets anymore um, so guys, yeah, definitely look into it. I, I definitely 100% say that it could change your skin. Change your skin and change your energy. It's so true. Oh, yeah, your energy. I always forget that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because it's going into your blood, isn't it? Yeah. You got it. You know that expression, you are what you eat, but you are what you consume. And so often we forget that what we consume is what we put on our skin. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, I never, never really connected that. So my dear, where where can my listeners find you? Yeah, absolutely. They can find me um, through my Facebook. It's Mona Sharma. Um, my website is monasharma.com. Reach out to me anytime. And again, you know, my passion and my drive is to really bring awareness to people about health and beauty and vitality from the inside out because we are so much more than just showing up and, you know, focusing on health and nutrition. It's also about who we are and how we can really show up in every day lives, really living the best version of our life that we can. And um, I'm just so empowered by helping people discover how they can make small changes to just have true impact in their life and lifestyle. Oh, you're definitely living your purpose. I can hear that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely. And oh, my dear, also, you were telling me about an event that's coming up. Yeah, so I've decided to just take the next leap and uh, dive right into transcendental meditation. Um, there's so many studies out there that just show the benefits of transcendental meditation. And uh, in Los Angeles next Tuesday night, you can reach out to me. There's a massive event happening in Los Angeles. Uh, there's a great community here who taps into this as, as well. But there's multiple locations that really are 
I guess you'd say creating a movement around uh, more mindfulness and really just teaching the practice of it and really how simple it is and how simple it is to incorporate to your daily life. So that's happening in Los Angeles um, next week, but wherever you are, uh, check out Transcendental Meditation online or the Insight Timer app for those simple tools that you can just pick up for a daily practice for yourself. Perfect. And my last question is, (laughs) what are you most grateful for? Uh, I am most grateful for it is a that's a loaded question <laughs> i uh, i use something called a 5 minute journal every day and every day i'm asked to write down three things that i'm grateful for and i would mm. say that something that comes up every day is the food i eat mm. you know a lot of times we just take it for granted and um i'm just so grateful that i am in a position in my life where i can make educated choices on the foods that I'm putting into my body, um, but also recognizing where the foods came from, who grew them, what type of work went into getting that food into the grocery store and then onto my family's plate. So uh, definitely food. Oh, I because love that. Really, it's, yeah, it's the source of life, right? Yeah. It's, it's what makes us who we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Myrna, for just being on the show and sharing your knowledge. And thank you for being another light in this world and just sharing that it is possible to change your health and well-being around. Yeah, small, simple choices every day. You know, we develop habits over time, but those habits can always change. and They can always change for the better. And, you know, notice the habits that you do have in your life. I promise once you start noticing the benefits from the cleaner, healthier habits that you create, you'll stick with those habits because you are consciously making an effort to acknowledge how good they make you feel. And whenever we attach a new habit with an emotion, when you can feel an emotion from something that you're doing, then you'll stick with it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Bless you, my lovely. We're going to have to get you back on because I, I know we could talk forever. <laughs> we absolutely could. I can't believe this time went by so fast. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, absolute pleasure. And thank you for just sharing everything because I definitely there's a lot of stuff I learned and I know my listeners will definitely have learned something new today. And so, yeah, thank you again. <laughs> Wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Wow, what an amazing interview with Mona. Guys, do check out her work because she's absolutely amazing at what she does. I've actually been following Mona for a good few years and I just love the work and the energy that she puts into with her clients and just her energy for helping people to lead a better life. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Don't forget that you can find me on Facebook at Get Inspired with Gerds. You can find me on Instagram as Get Inspired with Gerds and Twitter as I am Gerds. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Fall in love with taking care of yourself. Mind, body, spirit. Take care and I'll see you next week. Bye.